Hey everyone, and welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. I'm here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. I've taken everything I've learned over the course of the last five years of bodybuilding and have combined it with my 15 years of experience at being a busy working mom to create the best nutrition and fitness strategies for you. Now I'm bringing all that I've learned over to you through Envision Nutrition and giving you pieces of it through this very podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every single Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. On today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about something that has been a common topic lately, and that is energy, y'all. And it is a Monday morning, and I will be fully transparent with you. I don't really have a ton of energy today, but I think it's important to address because there are just times where we just don't have the energy and we need to. And what do we do? And I'm going to talk to you about that today. Oh my gosh, I'm cracking up because you know what? I've had this podcast on my schedule to record for quite some time now. And I'm looking around and I got my neighbor next door. He's mowing his lawn. It must be like lunch break time to mow the lawns. But my other neighbor is mowing his lawn. I'm thinking, man, maybe I should have announced that I'm going to be recording a podcast right now and not to start your lawnmowers quite yet. (laughs) I am just cracking up. That's okay. We're going to keep rolling. Hopefully the mower doesn't get too loud or I will have to pause it and do this again later. So energy. How do we get it? How do we keep it? We're busy working professionals. Some of us are parents. We got a lot going on. What do we do when the tank is empty? Well, first of all, let's back up and let's talk about the couple different kinds of energy. Um, So we have our total daily energy expenditure. You may sometimes see this as TDEE. You can either, you can even go like to Google and Google what your total daily energy expenditure should be and it will give you a caloric number. Now, as we know, that number Let's say that you are like me, you're a female, you are five foot four inches, 120 pounds, and you are 37 years old. You could put that information into your TDEE calculator and you'll get the exact same number as I will. However, you could be a different body fat percentage. You could be a fidgeter. You could be somebody that just expends more energy overall, even if you work out less than I do. Um, so there's also this thing called NEAT. I just posted about this recently, but it's your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And what is this? This is how much energy we're giving out during our non-exercise activities. This could be, you know, if you're a step counter, If you are somebody that um, is on their feet for work versus somebody that's sitting in a desk chair, Um, you know, if you are standing there, you're fidgeting, you're typing, all of these activities that we are undergoing um, that aren't necessarily considered exercise. It's just our actual movement. And of course, there's also exercise activity thermogenesis. And, and you know, both of them are necessary. Um, so our exercise activity obviously is what we are expending energy-wise while we are, are specifically working out, whether that's jogging, whether that's, um, you know, doing the elliptical or the stair stepper or weight training or, um, you know, some kind of cardiovascular type of exercise or maybe you're, you know, taking a spin class. 
But that is your energy that you're expending from actually, you know, intentionally giving it, giving your body exercise. And so you put those two together and that is your total daily energy expenditure. Um, so there's also energy that comes from food, the food that we eat. So um, you may hear a lot of times people will say calories in versus calories out. And why is it that they say that? It's because calories and otherwise known as a kcal, it's called a kcal because it's a universe, it's a unit of measure. So one calorie is actually 1000 kcals. That's why a lot of times you'll hear, um, you know, scientific gurus or whatever say kcal versus calories because a kcal is actually the unit that we speak in terms of, whereas a calorie is actually a thousand times more than that. Anyway, that's irrelevant, but just know that a calorie is a unit of measure and it takes 3,500 calories to equal a pound of body fat. And a calorie is actually a measure um, for a unit of heat. And I talk a little bit more about this in my previous episode about the key to fat loss. So go back and give that a listen if you have not yet. But this um, episode is all about energy that we're expending in calories are a unit of measure in the form of heat that our body will either give off or that we will consume. So each food item has a listed um, number for calories because that is how much energy that it is going to take our bodies in order to essentially burn that number of calories. So let's start off by talking about exercise calories and um, energy, like non-exercise activity as well. Because um, if you are truly wanting to change your body composition and not just um, lose weight, the number on this scale, I talk about the number on the scale all the time because not all pounds are created equal, um, nor are all of our, I guess, activities created equal as well. So you take resistance training, for example, there's a couple of different styles there. So you can have more of a hit focus or high intensity interval training focus, where what does that mean? You may burn um, more calories doing more of a cardio style workout than you will sort of a bodybuilder's resistance training workout. However, just know that number one, having more muscle allows you to burn more body fat, but also number two, you are burning more calories throughout the remainder of your day when you do more resistance style training. And the reason for that is because our bodies are working and trying to repair. See, when you're doing cardiovascular, it's good for what, what is that? It's cardiovascular. So it's good for your heart health. Um, but ultimately that that's where that stops. So you burn 300 calories walking uphill for 45 minutes. That's where that calorie burn stops. You spend um, 20 minutes doing a hit style type of training where you're breaking muscle tissue down. Your heart rate is elevating and coming back down and elevating at, at a quick drastic pace you are going to burn more calories throughout the remainder of your day because that was something that your body had to work really, really hard at doing. And so um, also know that that is, you know, an added stressor on your body. So you can't just go in there day in and day out and just smash the weights um, and, you know, completely tear down all of your muscle fibers. You have to allow for that repair and recovery. But that's essentially why you're burning more calories by um, doing those HIT style and resistance training focused um, training modalities. So hands down, if you have, let's say, you know, and I like to call them again, my small minutes. If I, let's say I overslept and I have 30 minutes to crush a workout, 
the best thing for me to do is to go do a little bit of both. So I'm going to try to, um, maybe I'll do a five minute jog warm up. You know, obviously I don't want to hurt myself by going in and crushing some weight before I'm warmed up. And then what I will do is some kind of like a resistance style hit training. So maybe that's going to be um, some burpees with some renegade rows, or maybe that's going to be um, some decline push-ups with um, some pull-ups or, or something like that. It's going to be something that's that's resistance training, but my heart rate is up and elevated during the duration of that workout. And so I'm getting just as effective of a calorie burn during that time. Plus it's going to be more effective throughout the remainder of my day. So that's something that you can do if you don't have a lot of time you know, like I said, those are kind of difficult and you're not really going to be changing body composition by doing that style of workout. But ultimately, like if you don't have a lot of time and you just have to get it in, that's definitely a good route to go. So let's talk a little bit about what what's called steady state cardio. So steady state just means that you are staying in like a level two. So, you know, there's different endurance zones. There's level one, two, three, and four. Um, so level one, it's, it's basically me just sitting here. Um, but level two is where my heart rate's a little bit elevated, but I can still carry a conversation. And maybe I would break a sweat at some point. Um, but level two is a lot of times where you will see people kind of stay into like doing their cardio. Maybe that's walking uphill for a little bit. Um, level three is where, you know, you're sweating, you're having a little bit harder time um, carrying a conversation. And then level four, like you're just all out, just done. And then there, there is a level five too, but that's, I don't think most people will ever go to that level five unless they're like actually in a competition or, um, maybe in the final, um, latest moments of a race or something like that. But that's level hard. It's basically a hundred percent of your heart, your maximum heart rate, um, which honestly you don't want to be in for very long because it's actually kind of dangerous to just be chilling out in that area. But most people, especially if they're doing like a steady state, they're going to be hanging out in that zone two slash zone three area. So it's going to be difficult, but it's going to be sustainable for a long period of time. Now, there are a lot of different things that you can work on as far as your cardio goes. And one of those things is how are you performing that cardio? Are you performing it where, so like I see a lot of people that are on the treadmill and they're like hanging on the treadmill, but their feet are going like super fast. So one of the ways that you, and, and you know, if you're going to be doing that and that's just how you're mostly doing your cardio, you're not going to see a lot of result from that. And why is that? Be because it's not effective. Like you're literally putting all of your energy and all of your weight on that treadmill and your legs are just moving along. So, you know, you're also going to be more susceptible to injury. Your hip flexors are going to be a lot tighter. Your body's just not in shape for you to be walking that fast. So what do you do? You slow it down, you slow it down. You take your hands and your weight off of that railing. Obviously, if you need to work your way up to not hold the railing, that's totally fine too, but you're going to have much more effective workout because of this thing called time under tension. So make sure that if you're on a treadmill or you're on the stair stepper or whatever the case is, you aren't putting all of your weight and all of your like energy by hunching over onto the cardio equipment, slow it down. Um, maybe take the resistance down lower, maybe, um, you know, put the tread, uh, incline lower on the treadmill and walk how you're comfortable because you're going to get in a lot quicker shape, uh, better shape quicker by doing it that way, by slowing it down and, and keep in mind, like you're not winning a race here. You're not getting a gold medal because you hit 12 on the stair stepper. I promise you, nobody really cares. So slow it down, allow your body to get into shape 
because when you are in that zone two area, that's when you're building your aerobic capacity. And that essentially is when you're going to be able to start burning off more body fat and expending more energy. So now I talked about cardio and the things that you can do there. Let's, let's talk about like waist trainers, sweat gear, saunas. We can even talk about waist trainers a little bit, um, because I, I get a ton of questions on these, but, um, so let's, let's talk about waist trainers and sweat gear. So when you're putting a waist trainer or like one of those sweat waistband things around your core, essentially all you're doing is stripping yourself of hydration. So you're taking out important water that your body needs to. Um, so let's talk about why people I'm going to back up. I'm all over the place, but I have a reason for it. So let's talk about creatine. For example, creatine is something that it, that literally comes from meat. So it's completely natural, but a lot of, a lot of guys take creatine. Um, I go through spurts where I take creatine too, but essentially creatine is hydrating the muscle cells. And so that is what is making them look puffier and bigger. Um, and then when you have a hydrated muscle cell, you have a much happier, healthier, able to repair better muscle cell. And so that's why people take creatine, but let's back up and talk about waist trainers and why, um, I don't believe in them or like the sweat gear, the sweat trainers, why I don't believe in them because what they're doing essentially is they're, they're dehydrating you when you are, um, giving yourself excess sweating opportunity, you're essentially just taking out excess water. Now there are times when this needs to happen. If you're in combat sports, if you're needing to weight cut, if you need to make weight for a certain sport activity, then, then yeah, we probably need to, but not until like right up next to the fight. So there's times and places for those, but it certainly isn't during your daily activity. Um, because again, what does a good, happy, muscle need, it needs water. So, um, when you're taking the hydration out of it, you are reducing your level of performance. Um, and if you see, you know, I, I hate, I know this is not the popular thing to say, but if you see a lot of like the influencers out there who have the waist trainers on or running around with them on, it's because they are selling them and they're making money off of that product. It's not because they actually work. And if you've been somebody that has fallen for the whole waist trainer, sweat belt, um, you know, sweat gear kind of thing, you know what? I have too. I've done it too. And then I learned the science behind it and that it's actually more harmful than good. And, and I quit wearing those things and threw them all out because they don't make sense. And I've actually had a lot better results since ditching all of that crap. So now that we know that the, you know, sweat gear and all that stuff is not effective and I'm all about giving you guys action, what can we do to increase the energy that we are expending? Because, okay, now we've learned that doing hours and hours of cardio is not really as effective as just smashing a quick hit workout, but yet we can't do that every day either. So what do we do here? Okay. I'm going to tell you, and, it, and it's called NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And we talked about this earlier, but I want to touch on it even more now. So what does that mean and how do we get more of it? So it is honestly the, the best thing that you can do because A, when um, you're a busy working parent and you have all the things going on, you don't have a lot of time. And you're also under a, an ex, a, a, like a lot of stress, like an extensive amount of stress. Um, so going into the gym, smashing a hardcore workout, getting up early, doing hours of cardio, those are added stressors to your body. And if you have an issue with belly fat, 
that is just a whole different topic, but stress is going to be the main thing for you. So you're going to need to be doing things that don't give you stress, and that's going to be stuff that's non-exercise related. So that's going to be a couple of things. There's so many ways that you can increase this. It is, you know, taking the stairs instead of the elevator or the escalator. Um, you know, the other day we went to Shields Sporting Goods store and they have like two sets of escalators and there were zero freaking people on the stairs, you guys. This is why America has the overweight problem that it has. There were zero freaking people on the stairs. You know, I take my four-year-old daughter, heck yes, we're taking the stairs because you know what? I'm conditioning her at four years old that we don't take the escalator. We take the stairs. So we're taking the stairs. We are parking farther away. You're, I don't care if there's a front row parking spot. You park farther away. Instead of using the bathroom that is just right around the corner, why don't you use one that's a little bit farther away? Um, why don't you, you know, walk to your mailbox instead of driving there? You can just do little things. Take a walk after work instead of going and grabbing a beer out of the fridge or wanting to, to snack. Because the funny thing is, is a lot of times, and, and I hear this a lot from, you know, our clients at Envision is that after I get home from work, I'm just so hungry. I just want to eat and then I can't stop eating from, you know, food in the fridge. Go for a walk then. Maybe you have extra energy you need to get rid of and that's your body's way of, of keeping busy. I know it's a lot easier said than done, but if you just did it a, like a couple of times, if you just forced yourself to do that a couple of times, it would get easier and easier. And the funny thing is, is the more energy that you expend, the more energy that you get in return. So it really is a beautiful thing, you guys, once you start um, you know, doing these little extra things. Well, we talked about the energy that we can expend from our bodies with movement and different types of exercise. Um, you know, the fact that sweat protocols are not going to necessarily help your energy and the thermic effect of expending energy. It's just going to be dehydrating, um, which is less effective than just movement in general. But let's talk about the actual thermic effect of food because there are so much information out there to show that it is very important of what we put into our bodies and that not all calories are created equal. So we talked about earlier that a calorie is a unit of measure. Well, let's talk about the variance and how our body is able to utilize that unit of measure for energy and essentially burn that off. So we know that 3,500 calories equals one pound of body fat, but let's talk about the fact that not all calories are created equal. So you have, you know, literally this pyramid that I'm looking at here and, and we obviously, we know need um, certain things in our diet that's going to be micronutrients and macronutrients and, and water. So let's talk about that. So water, obviously there's no calories in water, um, but we do need sodium. We do need potassium. We do need all of those electrolytes to help our bodies with those functions. You might start feeling a little bit yucky, less energy, um, more sleepy. So we really do need all of these micronutrients in order for our functions to give us the energy that we need. And the best way to do this is always going to be through food, through through natural food that God put on this planet for us to have. So it is really great because we now in our day have all of these amazing quick options um, that are in the center of the aisles around the grocery store that are packed with protein and, you know, all of the things. Um, but unfortunately, though, our bodies still will deem them a little bit differently as if you're eating whole foods. So this, my friends, is the thermic effect of food. How much energy does it take our body 
in order to burn the calories that we are putting in. And that is not, this is where I talk about how not, not all calories are created equal. So when you're taking a boxed item, for example, that's, you know, in the middle of the grocery store, let's say it's packed with protein. Um, you know, I just put a post up about the protein pancakes that I made with the crusties protein mix. If I'm slapping a steak onto my plate, that has 25 grams of protein and I'm going to be consuming my protein pancake that was broken down into this powdered form to create my pancake, which one do you think is going to be more difficult for my stomach to digest? Obviously, the slab of steak is going to be more difficult to digest. So you can see how it's just going to take that much more for my body to get the nutrients from that steak and to break it down than it will be for my body to absorb from the powdery substance that was manufactured and broken down into powder form. That's why you guys, the supplements and the highly processed foods are at the tippy top of the food pyramid. So there's a reason why they are called supplements. Food is always going to be king. I get asked about supplements all the time, and I actually don't get sponsored by any supplement company or I don't affiliate with any supplement company. I could easily. I get asked constantly, but I choose not to because I always will come back to food. Food is always going to be the most important anything that you can put into your body. It's not even a supplement. So you need a good pre-workout suggestion. My suggestion to you is to take a cup of coffee. You need a good protein supplement. My suggestion to you is to have some ground beef or some steak because the caffeine is natural versus manufactured, broken down, powdered form of, ca of caffeine that is that comes from the pre-workout supplements. And a steak or a ground beef is natural, and it's going to have a lot higher level of CLA and creatine than any kind of powdered form of a protein powder that your body is going to be able to actually absorb and use. Even when it comes to, you know, your vitamin D supplements and your magnesium and your zinc, you know, those are foods that or those are supplements that you that you really should try as much as you can to get from foods first. And quite honestly, if you're getting what your body needs from food first, you really don't have time for all the processed junk. You don't have room or energy or, or hunger left for all the processed junk. And that's really where you're going to start to see your body thrive. You're going to start to have more brain power, less brain fog. So your body is going to have to work the hardest um, when it's pertaining to vegetables, um, you know, nuts, seeds, things like that, but then also protein, um, actual whole natural sources of protein. Your body's going to burn a lot more calories by consuming those items than it will some kind of a, a supplement or a uh, box type of item. Um, not only that, but they're going to, your body's going to, it's going to be harder more difficult, therefore slower for your body to break down those items. And so as it's slowly going through your digestive tract, that's when your body is, is absorbing those nutrients, those micronutrients that those food items have in them. So it is always best, especially from an energy burning standpoint, to get your food from natural sources and not supplementation. 
However, I do understand that there are times where that just can't always happen. And therefore that is when a supplementation is great. For example, I love their, um, like they're these builder bars. They're great, but ultimately they are not going to be the same as me having some kind of, let's say tuna with some vegetables, um, for a snack. If I have to grab one of those builder bars, Honestly, they leave my stomach feeling a little bit more uncomfortable than if I would have just had a good healthy snack in the first place. But when I'm on the road and I can't really, you know, have something homemade, then obviously it's going to be the better option than chewing my arm off. So if you are somebody that is trying to lose body fat, trying to change your composition, trying to increase your metabolism, your overall metabolic rate, the best thing is going to be for you to eat whole, clean, healthy foods because your body's going to absorb the nutrients better. You're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. Your body's going to take a lot more energy to break down those foods and then also to move throughout your day. You don't have to go and just completely kill it in the gym, although you can in a moderate sense, um, not day in and day out, but Overall, the energy that you expend by walking around and taking the stairs and just taking a little bit extra time um, throughout the entirety of your day is going to help you guys burn more energy or more calories um, than if you just go and bust out a whole bunch of activity all at once and then go sit around the rest of the entire day. Um, you're better off utilizing small times of exercise and then being more active throughout your entire day. Um, and then also, you know, having foods that are more difficult for your body to digest, AKA whole foods that are, um, you know, fruits and vegetables and good quality proteins and things like that, that your body takes more time to absorb all the nutrients so that you get all the good stuff into your diet. Well, I know I typically give you guys a lot more of, you know, the motivational tools on this particular podcast or glimpses into the lives of other successful, fit, busy people, but I really wanted to start sprinkling in some of these knowledge bombs for you guys because I think that is also very important too. There is a lot of false beliefs out there, especially, especially, especially in the bodybuilding industry. So I wanted to make sure that I get you guys the real information, the truth behind it all um, so that you can be more effective with what you do. Why? Because we are busy working parents. We need our time to be effective. Our time is valuable. We don't have a lot of time to waste. And so why waste it doing things that don't matter? Let's spend time doing the things that do matter so that we can spend more time with our family. So if you liked this episode, please be sure to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe. Let me know what you think of this style of podcast. Um, if you like it, I will sprinkle in more, but you guys let me know if you like it or not. If you do like this episode, please be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Also, don't forget to subscribe, turn on those notifications. I don't want you to miss a thing. We'd love it if you'd share this podcast to your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that I can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. I so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable. Oh,